0: last one standing
1: Let's Simplify Reading, this is my weekly podcast with giving advice on how to make reading easier. I just want to thank you first by saying that I'm grateful that you're here and thank you for joining us. Um, I really hope that you get something out of this episode today. So last week in episode one, I discussed five different ways to deal with stress. So if you are one of those teachers that is having to go through the stress of going back during this time... With so many unknowns of where your kids and their families have been over the week, just I want to give you one reminder of one of the strategies, and that's to lean on others and also check on others. So the song at the beginning of this episode was Carrie Underwood, Champion. Parents, educators, all I got to say is that you guys are the true champions right now. Whether you are staying virtually as an educator or if you're going in person as an educator, you are being a rock star by sticking there by your kids. And if you're a parent, oh, I can just say that being a parent is tough and that if you are juggling all of these different things, then you deserve to listen to this song because you are the true champion. Now, whenever I first started teaching, I started off with second grade, and so most of my students, they already knew how to read. They knew how to decode and encode, and so it was smooth sailing. I had students that were a little bit lower in their level of reading, and they got pulled by um, an interventionist. So guys, in my third year, I ended up getting moved to kindergarten. There were not enough kids in my classroom, and there were way too many kids in the kindergarten teachers' classrooms. So they asked us who is going to move, and they gave us the option. So I went ahead and volunteered and had no clue what I was getting myself into. At this point in time, I did not know what the heck I was doing. I had never taught anyone how to read, and these were little itty-bitty kids that had first come in, and they're depending on me and staring at me like, okay, so what do we do? So once I started in kindergarten, I had to pick up my big girl panties, and I had to figure it out. And now I'm hoping that I can help you today by saving you from having to do that. Hopefully the tips that I share today can help you help your students understand exactly what reading is and eliminate those guessing games that we see in a lot of students, the ones that cause a lot of frustration, not only to them, but to us. Now it's informational, so I can understand if sometimes my podcast will get a little bit boring because it's basically learning. So I figured and thought, hmm, how can I go ahead and make this a little bit more fun? So I love spending time with my husband because he's really silly and I don't know, says the craziest stuff sometimes that just makes me laugh. So I thought the greatest thing that I could add to this podcast at the very end is is Matthew ready? So is he ready to teach our daughter how to read whenever this time comes? So I'm going to go ahead and at the end, I'm going to ask my husband a question and we're going to see if he knows what to do. Um, I'm very curious to see his responses for these episodes and, um, At the end, if he's incorrect, I will definitely help by giving him advice as well as giving you guys advice at the same time. That way he's ready for our daughter whenever that time comes, and hopefully it'll help you guys out by giving a funny um, end to my episode as well as helping you out in another way. So let's just get started, and let's get down to it. So I want to start off by sharing with you exactly how to explain reading. Now, if I was the perfect educator and I had all the money in the world, I think the best way that I would start off with this is by getting on a pirate hat and dressing like a pirate and telling my students that we are going to go for a treasure hunt. Let's be for real. Pirates, they go and they hunt for treasure and things that they really, really want. And so if you're going to do a treasure hunt with your kids, make it for something that they really, really want. Now, the way that I like to teach it is that you have a letter and the letter has a sound. You cannot change that sound. Another way that I like to think of it is I've seen a lot of teachers, and I've used them before myself, where we have those little worksheets and they have a matching number to a color or a matching equation to a color, et cetera. And you have to use that exact code with that exact color to get the correct painting. So if you're listening to this right now, I'm so sorry if I don't have any harder advice to give you. Honestly, that's the best advice that I can give. The best way to make it easy for you is to go ahead and make it a matching game. I have three rules that I use with this because of course we have those students that will just try and guess. So my three rules, are you ready for them? So my three rules are, does it look right? does it sound right? And does it make sense? And I always point to the different parts of my bodies. It's always better to give gestures whenever you want your students to remember something for a long time. So I tell them, does it look right? And I point to my eyes. I say, does it sound right? And I point to my ears. And then I say, does it make sense? And I kind of like shrug my shoulders like, does it make sense? Like I'm asking a question. I really hate to be one of those people's people that says, go look at my ebook, because every time I hear that from somebody, honestly, I check out, because I think that they're just trying to sell me something. But I ended up making this ebook specifically to help out the parents that I used to teach my students with, because they would always ask me, or I had teachers asking me, how do you get your students to read? Because in kindergarten, when I left, I had all, so I had 18 kids, I had 15 out of the 18 know how to decode fifth grade words. And I don't know, I was astonished myself, but I can truly say that it was just playing this matching game with them constantly every single day and helping them understand how to match those sounds with those letters and go back and forth from writing um, the words using like their spelling skills as well as reading them. So anyways, I just wanna promise you, I'm not trying to sell you anything. My ebook that I made is free. I honestly don't feel comfortable right now during COVID taking money from anybody because everyone or mostly everybody is struggling right now. So. Um, I'm going to just say that the way that I teach my letters with the sounds is I have a sound song. So it's a single letter sound song and a double letter sound song. And then I have this bookmark and it just helps those kiddos that need a little bit of extra support. So I have a lot of student, uh, a lot of parents that ask me, oh, my student has dyslexia and I like, it's just so hard for them to read. I feel like they're never going to be able to read. And, um, I I honestly feel so confident whenever I get those parents and they want me to help their kiddos because I know that I can get them there. I have supports in place for those students to succeed. And so I teach a letter sound song and we use that bookmark to sing the song and we point to the different letters on the bookmark. That way, so it's called a mnemonic device. A mnemonic device is basically where you have something that helps you remember or brings back your memory whenever you're doing something. So for example, if I'm trying to spell something, then I can sing this song and it'll help bring my memory back a little bit easier to where I can remember the sound that I'm needing to use. Long story short though is that I have this bookmark, I have songs, and we use both of those together to help with that matching game. So that way students can have a better chance of succeeding because they can sing their songs to help them remember the different sounds with the different letters and kind of play that matching game. But I was trying to bring up the ebook because I give it in great simplified detail of exactly how to do this step by step. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's pretend like we're pirates. And we are going to play this matching game together. There's no swords here. We just need things that can help us figure out and decode these words. So let's visualize that I take my marker and I write the word PAT on my whiteboard. Now remember, if my student is a pirate with me, they're probably not going to know what this says. You want to always challenge your students, but make sure that it's still a reachable goal. So I write the word PAT. And the next thing we're going to do together is we're going to play that matching game. We're going to identify each letter starting from the left. So we would start with identifying the P and saying what sound it makes. Then we would go to the A and then the T. Now the big question is what do I do if my student does not know the sound? Now when this happens, go ahead and pull out that bookmark together. Sing the song and then as you land on the letter, you should hopefully be able to identify that sound together. So once I go ahead and identify each sound with my student, we will then try and figure out basically our code or our password to our treasure. And so that's our word that I'm describing. So once we're trying to figure out this word, we use our sounds that we know and we say them slowly. We eventually try to speed it up once we feel confident enough, and we try and drop the spaces between those sounds to listen and figure out what the word could be. Simple enough, right? No, I know this is not as easy as I'm making it sound. It takes a lot, a lot of practice. And the best way to do this is to just model it for your kids at first. Show them exactly how you do it, and eventually, after you practice enough, it'll get easier for them. Once your kiddo gets the hang of decoding words, it's then time to practice encoding, which means spelling. Now, the way you can do this is you can pretend like you're the pirates and you're about to hide the treasure. And you can go ahead and make words that other kids have to find out perfect right especially for the little ones who go to different centers you could always do this as a really creative center and have the kids write the words for the next kiddos that come to the center but anyway so you do it the exact same way and you have to match but this time instead of trying to figure out the sound that it makes you try and figure out the letter so the way that we do this is we think of our word and we say it slowly I say each sound slowly and then try to identify the letter that matches with that sound. I hope that you at least learned something from this episode and that I helped in some way. Um, Hopefully this at least gave you one example of how you could teach reading and spelling. The next thing I'm gonna do is bring in my husband Matthew and we're gonna play Is Matthew Ready? Now today we're gonna go ahead and ask him how he would teach my daughter letter sounds. I'm very curious to see what his answer is. Uh, Just to give you a little bit of background about him, he's from Boston, and he's in sales. So I'm very, very curious to see if he can BS his way around this question. Let's see what he says. Okay, babe, you ready to pour the wine? So we just got done eating dinner. Now we're going to have a question session.
0: Question session.
1: Yes. Okay. Cheers. Ching ching, ching, ching. Okay. So my question is, whenever Eliana gets old enough to start learning how to read, and if I'm not there, how do you plan on teaching her letter sounds?
0: Uh, by sounding it out
1: in a book. Can you like explain? I'm going to say like how do you say <laughs> where? Ooh, uh air. Where? So how would that teach her how to do it? I don't know, but it would teach me how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, just so you know whenever that happens, I actually want you to sing songs with her. Or point and show her a visual of the letter, and then you can do that. So you don't want to show her a whole big word. You want to show her little words.
0: Okay. Can you teach me a song and what I should, like, try to do?
1: Like, for example, it would be, like, the letter B. You could say, look, Eliana, this is a B. B makes the sound buh, buh. So you don't want to sh- like show her where, especially since the W-H doesn't always make a W. Well, it does make W, but it doesn't. It'd be hard to teach her that word at first. You'd want to go ahead and teach her single letters and then add on to like bigger letter sounds. Gotcha. And not just read it to her. you got to, like, actually give her a visual.
0: So what's, like, a song with, like, a word? Like, let's do cat or something. So
1: I don't think I know any songs that have, like, the whole word cat. But I just know that there's a bunch of letter sound songs where they might say, like, C is for cat. cat I've heard one like that. Mm. But I don't know if there's any. Maybe you Mm. can make one up.
0: Ooh. Maybe I can do that and be creative (laughs) with you, Eliana. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just so y'all know, she's giving her. Yeah, she's not okay with that. No, no, (laughs) dada. Okay, babe. Well, I hope you learned something and that you're not going to do that with her. I mean, you can read a book with her, but um, I will definitely help you when we start reading with her. Okay, I'm going to need it. (laughs) Okay. So guys, this is just a reminder that you don't want to throw your students into something big right away until you have given them the mastered knowledge of the beginning steps of reading. So I like to think of it as I wouldn't want to be thrown into a French book. I have no knowledge of French, and my husband actually speaks French, so I could use this as an example. If he were showing me a book and he did exactly what he was telling me with Eliana and he started saying French words very slowly, um, I think I would just look at him like, what are you doing? Uh, I would have no clue what he's doing. So remember that whenever you're doing this, explain things to them. Say, you know, that's why I like to use the treasure hunt of being a pirate um, because it kind of helps them make that connection of a purpose behind reading and it helps them understand exactly how it works and how it's basically a matching game. So we get a final word that has some sort of meaning next week I will be sharing with you how to implement critical thinking skills into your independent reading time and not having to conference with all of your students but being able to actually conference and understand where they're at with those critical thinking skills within a five minute time span. You might be thinking, yeah, right, but I will show you step-by-step or kind of try and give you a visualization of exactly what this looks like. Um, I did this in fifth grade reading where I had 28 plus students throughout the year, and I had my admin wanting me to conference with them and know where they were at with those critical thinking skills. So I went ahead and made this like activity for them to do during that time. And I'm going to share with you exactly how I taught it from the very beginning all the way to the very end, where at the end of the year, I knew that most of my students had mastered all of the critical thinking skills on my bookmark. So I use that bookmark and I'm going to show you how. So don't forget to join me next week for that. And follow me on Instagram at Let's Simplify Reading. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave you off with the rest of the song from earlier. Uh, it's Carrie Underwood, Champion. Have a good week, guys. And I-
0: Is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut.